No, I that's not what I meant. I said like I've had Brussels sprouts. I think collard greens are like the white lettuce. Okay, just shut up. Wait, why would collard <laughs> greens be white? I think that's what they are. They're like white broccoli. Okay, think, just actually. all right. That's enough. Today we're going to be talking about um the truth behind the conjuring. The devil made me do it. Very exciting. We're going to be talking about the truth, quote unquote, behind the story and also some of the movie. And if you forgot, I'm Kayla. And I'm Alani. Oh, that was like, that was good. That was, that was legit. On the spot. <laughs> These glasses. Oh, yeah. Alani's wearing um, little pixelated glasses on this Zoom call. So we're going to talk about the crime that inspired the movie and then about the movie and kind of just riff, you know, here the fuck we go. So let's see. On February 16th, 1981, 19-year-old Arnie Cheyenne Johnson stabbed his landlord, Alan Bono, to death with a five-inch pocket knife. This was the first murder in the 193-year history of Brookfield, Connecticut. Johnson was indicted on a charge of first-degree murder. Johnson's lawyer, with guidance from Ed and Lorraine Warren, attempted to submit a plea of not guilty by reason of demonic possession. This would be the first case in U.S. history to attempt such a plea and would ultimately become known as the devil made me do it case. The judge quickly rejected the plea due to lack of evidence, stating that it would be, quote, a relative and unscientific. Johnson would later go on to claim that he acted in self-defense. On November 24th, 1981, Johnson was convicted of first degree manslaughter he served only five years of his 10 to 20 year sentence. I want to know how he got away with that. Right. It, uh, that's the real, that's the real question here. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, I don't fucking understand that. He definitely got away with murder, mm-hmm. but so this is the story that inspired the latest addition to the Conjureverse. <laughs> I did not make up that word. I saw it on a video and I fucking loved it. So this is the latest addition to the controversy conjuring three the devil made me do it and obviously like every other conjuring movie it is highly highly dramatized yeah dramatized 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 i think it's dramatized they upped they upped the store they they (laughs) beefed it up so then on today's episode we're going to do our best to peel back the layers of this story and just a quick disclaimer Lonnie's wearing an angel halo now. (laughs) So a quick disclaimer, there are varying accounts of the events in this story, depending on who is providing the information. So we've done our best to present information as close to the quote unquote truth as possible. But like, it depends where you fucking reach it from, because just don't fucking at me. okay? like we're doing our best. (laughs) We're doing our best. So the beginning of this story actually takes place months before the crime and doesn't even involve Arnie, at least not directly. The story of the quote unquote possession doesn't begin with Arnie, but instead with his fiance's little brother, David. So just some information on the characters in this story. For clarification, what is funny? And just, just go on. <laughs> Artie Johnson is 19 at the time and he's engaged to Debbie Glatzel that is 26 years old. 
that is the real crime. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. I knew that she were gonna That's say. the real crime. Yeah, so he's 19 and she's 26. I agree, that's weird, but whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. So then <laughs> Debbie has an 11-year-old brother named David. And what? <laughs> They're almost closer in age. <laughs> Arnie and the brother. <laughs> Not really, but you get it. Yeah, that is a big age, yeah. Anyway, in the summer of 1980, the Glatzels and Arnie are cleaning up a property, a rental property that they're preparing to move into. And this is allegedly where David has his initial encounter with the malevolent entity. Dave, I know this is where it all began. Allegedly, David claimed that a burnt and black looking old man pushed him in. Oh, wait, sorry, pushed him and threatened to harm him and his family if they didn't leave. As time passes, David claims that the old man continued to appear to him and even talked to him and taunted him. I just want to know what kind of things do you think this old burnt man was saying to taunt David? He said, like, haha, four eyes, because you know he was wearing glasses. <laughs> He's like a nerd. <laughs> He's, dude, he's probably ruthless. I bet. Okay, so <laughs> David described the man as looking charred as if he had been burned in a fire and wearing jeans and a flannel shirt. Oh, wait, wait. Actually, so that's the first time I've ever heard of someone seeing a ghost like wearing trendy clothes, like modern day era clothes, because this is this right here that that you just said, seeing him wear like jeans and a flannel. That makes me believe in ghosts. Because whenever someone <laughs> explains a ghost, they're like, oh, yeah, oh, my God, it looked like Marie Antoinette. Yeah, like, like in period clothing. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like, come on now. About time we start seeing some trendy ghosts. I know, I was thinking that, and I, I kind of do fuck with that. Like, who, you can't go wrong with a flannel shirt and jeans. For real. Like, that's my look, like... It's a go-to. 80% of the time. <laughs> I'm, if I'm I not wearing it. it, the flannel, it's wrapped around my waist. <laughs> yep. Anyway, so the man also made appearances in David's night terrors. So he would wake up screaming and crying. And he described the man now as having like sunken black eyes, animal-like features, including horns, hooves, pointy ears, and jagged teeth. So wait, when I heard that, immediately all I thought was he's wearing jeans over his hooves. Like that's, <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking of. That's where my mind went to. That is an interesting um <laughs> That's an interesting visual. When I heard this, see, we're on, usually on two different paths. I thought of Baphomet. And then now that you're saying that, thinking of Baphomet in jeans, like what if he was wearing like really trendy, skinny, distressed jeans? That's what I'm saying. Over his hooves. It would it would look good. That's all I have to say. It would okay. look good. <laughs> so they would often have unexplained scratches and bruises some that were allegedly witnessed to appear on his body, which we're going to get into later. If you didn't already know, I mean, the movie is called The Conjuring, and if you don't know, it includes the Warrens. So they see a lot of things that, um, I guess we'll just let you figure it out because I yeah. don't think it's true, but <laughs> they're known to uh, fabricate things. Or they were R.I.P. So... 
speaking of the Warrens, this is when the sketchy gets sketchier. So Ed and Lowe, you like that little shortcut? I yeah, I do, right. I do. <laughs> Ed and Lowe were contacted to help. So here's where, again, I got conflicting information because some accounts say that the family contacted the Warrens. But then I watched an interview, which, oh my God, I'm going to try to link the interview um, in the description for this episode because it was so fucking, I don't know. I loved it. I've watched it like 30 times. I thought it was hilarious. They're serious. (laughs) But like in an interview they did with Tony Spira, he's like a paranormal researcher and also their son-in-law. Sus. Mm, Bias. Yeah. So in that interview, Lowe says that they were contacted by Father Dennis, who at the time was a pastor of the local church in Brookfield, apparently because he was too afraid to take on this case at the time. But he did tell them that, you know, like he was going to pray for them or whatever. And you know what? Maybe he shouldn't be a priest because through God, he should be able to do all. (laughs) I think it's bullshit. Or I think it's bullshit. Scared? This priest is going to call Ed and Lorraine and be like, you know what? This... You guys handle it because I can't. Yeah, I feel like that's against everything that they preach. It's just, to me, it's just Ed and Lorraine being the heroes of their own story again, as usual. Yeah. Like, if, if you've seen a single fucking Conjuring movie, Ed and Lorraine save the day every single time. They're and heroes. it's not even like that IRL. But, like, so to get to that point, I read a New York Times article that quoted Lorraine as saying that they were contacted by the family that, quote, the contact was made at the suggestion of the pastor of St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church in Brookfield. So back then, at the time, Lorraine said that the family contacted her. But now in her little interview with Tony Sparrow, Mm -hmm. she said they were contacted directly by Father Dennis. So, mm, I don't know. Mm, Story's not making sense. Not adding up. So, moving on. According to the Warrens, right, when they get to David, he is in, quote, the early stages of demonic possession. Um, Early stages? I, I had no. <laughs> I thought it was just, boom, one stage. I had no idea that there was stages of demonic possession and that made me like um so imagine imagine if you had like diagnosed with demonic possession like by a physician like a doctor and you get called to the doctor's office and it's like one of those really serious scenes Mm -hmm. where you and your loved one are sitting there and he's like ruffling his papers and he's like do i have to tell you you, but um it's stage five demonic possession (gasps) very aggressive I know. And they look at each other like they haven't already been experiencing everything. <laughs> <laughs> this man needs an exorcism. Immediately. <laughs> By Ed and Lorraine. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he gives them their card. Yeah, he already has their card. <laughs> I just didn't I just didn't know that there were levels to demonic possession. News to me. Same. So according to Ed and Lowe, David is exhibiting all the traits of demonic possession. So he's got superhuman strength. He is allegedly speaking in different languages. He's violent. Mm -hmm. And according to Ed, Ed specifically says that he witnessed him levitate. Okay, I'm going to say something, and this is not even like just a joke, but that seems like a religious experience. Like, I would pay money to see that. Like, that's just a sight 
you have to see like I don't think I'd be able to continue living a normal life if I saw someone levitating speaking different languages superhuman strength that sounds like a superhero like I, I would just pay money to see that I don't think any of that happened I, I know but I'm saying if that did happen oh, I would if it pay did. I would pay oh. however much they want I need to see that like I need to see that oh to watch a po- like a possession like a watch well, a possessed person well, when you say like that, like when you're saying they're like when you're making me remember they're possessed, doesn't <laughs> sound too good. But I think they're possessed, but that could be like serious mental illness, which I'm sure if you really wanted to see. No, I mean like if I want to see you want to see someone levitate, superhuman strength and levitating <laughs> and speaking different languages that they never spoke before. That yes. Okay. Okay, you got me. That is a little interesting. So, another issue I have with this story is. Was there an exorcism or was there not an exorcism? Again, conflicting information about whether or not an exorcism was performed on David because I read a newspaper article that explained the family requested exorcisms, but they were denied. Then there are other stories stating that several exorcisms were performed. According to the Warrens, of course, Three lesser exorcisms, that's a quote, lesser exorcisms were performed on David. I don't know what the fuck a lesser exorcism is. Well, maybe it was an exorcism, but they themselves cannot actually perform an exorcism since they're not like priests or whatever. Yeah, they're not priests. So maybe they just have to say like, you know, like copyright, like kind of like a copyright kind of thingy. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't an exorcism. Don't get me in trouble. Oh, true. lesser exorcism, you know, it's like to save themselves. True. That you know what? I feel like that would make sense. And I definitely think Ed and Lorraine Warren were doing some like under the table e- to use the word illegal here, yeah. but like um unofficial exorcisms. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> because oh, also another New York Times article, they quoted Reverend Nicholas V. Greco, who was a spokesman for the diocese, which is some religious hierarchy. I don't really I didn't get into it. I no he's some guy he's important and he was quoted as saying no formal exorcism was ever asked for or performed so again like the conflicting information is like never-ending but let's keep trucking on with this fucking story ed this is what i thought was interesting ed seems to be like the main one witnessing all of this paranormal activity especially in the home mostly when no one is around almost exclusively when no one is around so he says uh during one of the exorcisms the lesser exorcisms excuse me they did not do it in the house so ed went back to the house to do this thing he calls religious provocation which is i guess him like throwing holy water around and maybe like praying or nah so this, he said, caused uh, banging noises. He said the rocking chair was moving back and forth super quick. And then he heard growling. But again, no one would, but Ed was there. Yeah, I feel like if he's experiencing all these things on his own, I feel like he should just have like a camera strapped on him at all times. Because there's no way I'm going to believe you're seeing, all ba- you're seeing mm-hmm. rocking chairs moving, like growling. Like I would need evidence for that. Do they have cameras in the 80s? Well, yeah, I, yeah, they have evidence. Oh, like, yeah. remember the Conjuring case? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, they filmed do. that girl speaking, but really she was kind of like throwing her voice. Oh, yeah, which true. Is another sus thing, too. Well, yeah, that's true. He definitely could have at least had a 
recorder, a voice recorder. Yeah, like you could hear rocking chairs moving quickly. If mm-hmm. you can hear all that banging noises, come on up. Or bring somebody with you. I don't understand. Whatever. I'm not getting into <laughs> Ed and his evidence. And his hero complex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so also, according to Ed, he says that David is possessed by 43 devils that's what got me i've never heard of there being multiple devils i know of one lucifer i know of demons i don't know of 43 yeah. devils existing. <laughs> maybe he from different timelines and universes <gasps> or oh my like God. realities I didn't oh my think god of that. he pulled them out of different realities they all I came didn't... from different realities oh my god yeah i didn't think of that but <laughs> No, because he specifically says devils, and that, like, threw me off, because I was like, what the fuck is he trying to, I thought he meant demons, but he didn't, he, like, he clarified Mm -hmm. in that same video of the interview, which I'm gonna hopefully remember to post that link, because I really liked it, I had, okay, the only thing, though, about the video, it's kind of long, it's like 30 minutes, but you need to listen to it at least 1.5 speed. Because they talk so they talk so fucking slow. They talk so fucking slow. I c- I couldn't. I had to. Well, I listened to it too. Yeah, you listen to things really quick anyway. I just like it better that way. It sounds better. <laughs> um. So okay, David's possessed by forty three devils, according to Ed. Jesus <laughs> he Christ. Says, he says that these devils presented themselves to him when he called on the devil so that he could bind the spirit. Because he thought it was only one devil, so I guess he called him the devil. What'd you say? Binding? Only got 43. What'd you binding say? Binding the spirit is like to keep something somewhere, like tied up or just, mm. to, just to keep it there. Like you can bind a spirit to get like questions, like ask its name, oh. like sorts of different things. Okay. Then you banish them. So he could get rid of it. Okay, that makes sense. Well, he thought it was going to be an it, like one, but it ended up being apparently 43. Mm-hmm. So he says the devils came to him in a kaleidoscope fashion like one face after the other over and over and over um and all again he was in a room by himself when this happened wow that yeah. is intense he's a quick counter i know right <laughs> I, I had issues with that because i'm like how how did you know to count like i, I would have just been so thrown and like taken aback <laughs> and scared that I don't know. Maybe that's why he's expert demonologist because he definitely excelled in math. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Off the bat, he was like, "I better count these." <laughs> so that's the first thing you think about. He's like, "This would be great in the interviews." Keep tabs on these guys. You <laughs> <laughs> remember their names when they were born. He remembered right? everything. Well, I think he did know their names. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> Who knows? I really don't get it because he said they came to him in a kaleidoscope fashion. It was just like one face after another face after another yeah. face. Like you know how kaleidoscopes are. I don't even know if that's a kaleidoscope. It feels like one of those like little pushy things that you you oh, probably like never seen one that we, and it goes no it's slow. Oh wait, the gl- the little picture, the camera thing when you yeah it, it goes. I know those. And it was like a pinwheel thing, and it had a bunch of pictures on it. I don't know. It's yeah. old. <laughs> so, uh, I found some good quotes that I liked. Actually, I'm only going to read the top of that. Like, I found a quote that I like. So there's a quote describing some of David's possessed behaviors. So it starts as, he experienced strangling attempts by invisible hands, which he tried mm-hmm. to pull from his neck. And powerful forces would flop him rapidly, head to toe, like a rag doll. 
Wait, I just took that in head to toe. Yes. I can't even bring my head to my knee. <laughs> Jesus, yes. dude, head- he was getting a workout. <laughs> His core was burning. Head to toe. So then regarding that, his mother, David's mother said, <laughs> she said, and he can't even do a sit-up. He's too fat. <laughs> All right, listen. Imagine you're going head to toe, core burning. <laughs> imagine. Imagine that you're getting choked out, flopped around like a rag doll. And all that's going through your mother's mind is this must be real because my son is too fat. He can't even do a sit up. There's no way he can possibly propel himself at this magnitude. <laughs> that's what did it for her. Yeah, that was the, that was evidence enough for her. She was like, there's no fucking way my son. Yep. Because the choking, the, the marks, the voices, the speaking everything in tongues. Else, yeah, yeah, none of that. Nothing did it for her, but the sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> the sit-ups. <laughs> that was all the evidence That's David's mom needed. needed was the was sit-ups. Done. Oh, you know what makes me, uh, I didn't mention it here, but in that interview, I'm going to keep referring <laughs> to the interview. I watched it so many fucking times. I feel like I know it by heart, but uh, Ed said that he broke his mom's nose. <laughs> <laughs> He just, he just blamed that on the possession. He just wanted to hurt her, you know, for he calling said, it that, probably. Oh, true. Yeah, he said he broke his mom's nose. He was I'm so violent. Anger. Yeah, that had built up anger behind it. For that sure. Not a possession. Again, I think I kind of already said this, but David started hissing, having seizures, speaking in strange voices, quoting John Milton's Paradise Lost and the Bible, which I forgot to look up Paradise Lost, but I think oh, it's... Oh, Paradise um, Lost? Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's like about a poem. It, it, I think it's a book of like it's a oh, man. I can't even say it right now. I'm Fucking like look it thinking. up. Just look it up. I did look it up. What was it again? Paradise Lost. Yeah. Are you gonna cut all this? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't want to. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I did read it. Yeah. Um, I didn't read it. What the fuck it, is it? What the fuck is it? Seventeenth century English poet. John what? Milton, the first uh-huh. version published in 1667, consists of 10 books with over 10,000 lines of verses. What? How a would second you know edition that? followed in 1674, arranged from 12 books in the minor revisions throughout. It's, um, is it like a Jesus it's thing? Christi- it's Christian oh. mythology. Mm. Okay, yeah. so I'm not so impressed. These people were very like devout Catholics or whatever. Yeah, but I think this actually talks more like, you know, like, what's it called? Like, you know how c- Christian people love devil you know sure let's just start bashing (laughs) no uh, no, i can say that (laughs) well i think catholic like one of those pieces catholic people accept the existence of the devil yeah and i believe in god and not the devil well okay whatever but i think that's what is to me so predatory about the warrens because they're devout roman catholics and most of the people that they quote unquote would help were also Catholic. So it's kind of like you're coming into the situation with like a predetermined, yeah. you know, it's like you're, these people believe in the devil, they believe in demonic possession, and also that possession can be transferred, which will come up later. Yeah. Anyway, I, you know what? I really don't like them. <laughs> I don't like the warrants. Well, and I could I, go I like on them, forever. I don't. But, um. It, they they the people that they're with can technically can be in alliance because like if you think about it look they're if they're 
for helping other Catholics. There, this poor David could have actually had some serious mental issues going on. Are they, they helping though? No, that's what I'm saying is that like, David could have just had some serious mental issues. Yeah, no, I think he did. And then you know how you know, I'm Catholic people can be a little, you know, like, like oh my God, he he <laughs> just touched his toes <laughs> to all the preachers in. <laughs> this is like that's what's a sign. it called? Yeah, they're like this is a sign from God or like the, the devil. devil. Yeah, they're like serious. Oh get this checked out now. <laughs> Call the exorcist. <laughs> that is a religious experience for them. So, after we went through all of this, you may have even forgotten why we started, uh, which is oh my god about Arnie Cheyenne Johnson, uh, and the transmission of the possession, which I had no idea possessions were contagious apparently yeah, well i think i thought of it, like a possession i always thought it was like the host has to die first because they're like a parasite where True. they jump from host to host oh, yes that mm-hmm. host like like for example ebola the host dies if you come into contact with that host mm-hmm. that has, is carrying the parasite or virus things, whatever yeah the virus you can also get it like i thought it was like that like i didn't i never heard of it jumping from human while they're alive i've never yeah, heard that there was a a Bible verse. I did so much fucking research on this fucking <laughs> thing that I, I think I was like having dreams about it. There's a Bible verse. I think it's Matthew's. I don't remember where he's talking about um, possession going from one. I'm gonna say person, but in the in the verse, it was about pigs. <laughs> pigs. Yeah. So the demon went from this person into the pigs, and he made the pigs drown themselves. So, I guess in this religion, they believe that, number one, in possession, and number two, that possession can be transferred from one being to another. Yeah. Somehow, some way, I'm not sure. But anyway, so back into the actual story. So, <laughs> how does Arnie get tied into all of this? How does Arnie somehow become possessed? Prior to the murder, Arnie was a regular teenager, no criminal record. He was a tree surgeon, which I really needed to add. I think he just did tree trimming and shit like that. But yeah, I think it's just a, a nice name. I read so it. many articles that called him a tree surgeon, and I just thought it was hilarious. That's funny, tree surgeon. Okay, so wait, hold on. Let's backpedal on that no criminal record. I think he must have been 18, 17 at the time he met his girlfriend. They have a big age gap. That has, there's no way that was legal. I don't care what time it is. Well, it wouldn't be illegal on his part, I think. It would be illegal on her part. Well, let's just. Pretend. He wouldn't have a criminal record about because of that. <laughs> that relationship is like, far from legal. Let's say that. Yeah, who knows? Who knows when they met? We can't, we're, we're speculating now. <laughs> so apparently, Arnie was very involved in David's possession. So. According to the family and the Warrens, he was super helpful during the time that David was quote-unquote possessed and also very involved during the quote-unquote exorcisms that may or may not have happened. <laughs> the lesser exorcisms. Right, during the lesser exorcisms. So he would often stay the night and sleep next to David. <laughs> the three so of them. The, oh, the three. <laughs> the three of the lesser exorcisms. So... <laughs> Arnie would stay the night and sleep next to David so that the rest of the family could get a break. That is so virtuous because if it were up to me, that little boy would be sleeping alone every single night because oh, for sure. 
there's not a chance fuck I'd be sleeping next to like inches away like probably shoulders touching mm-hmm. with a boy that is possessed with so-called 43 devils right and then no also way. like you believing in that right like arnie yeah. definitely believes in it yeah he is brave he is brave for that because yeah, for real he i mean is. me i would be a little skeptical i would be worried that maybe david would try to kill me because i think he's very yeah. deeply mentally ill but for arnie to truly yeah. believe that he is possessed and he's sleeping with him <laughs> for real like that is such a good thing to do like that is so brave like that's so sweet that's why she married him like Dude, that that takes some bravery. She married him even after he murdered someone in front of her yep. brutally. Anyway, he slept with her little brother to Ew, keep him don't safe. Don't say it like that. I, that I, sounds I, bad. I, I try to I try to save it at the end to keep him safe. I'm gonna isolate that footage. Um, a <laughs> oh few months. A few months into David's possession. Okay, so this is where Arnie fucks up. Like for real, this is when it happened supposedly, allegedly. A few months into David's possession, Arnie began to challenge the demonic. That's a quote. That is what Ed and Lorraine said. (laughs) He challenged the demonic, telling the devils to leave his little buddy alone and to take him instead. Well, I feel like that's not so much challenging. I just feel like, I feel like challenging would be like, you're you're not real. Like, you suck. You're not real. That would have been me, bro. Yeah, like, that's challenging. I think he just wanted to help David. Get out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> leave him um, alone <laughs> you're a bully oh my god yeah so anyway arnie's a super uh super great guy what a fucking hero right yeah he has a real big hero complex so why he doesn't have a hero complex he's just yeah he tried to save the day and like where it got him true so shortly after david begins to get better arnie starts to show signs of possession which they were shockingly uh, not very informative on what those signs are. Yeah. They missed, I don't know, they kept that part out, they kept it to themselves, but... Like, did they want us to assume that the same thing David was I don't know, having? they didn't say. I don't think it was that intense. Yeah, I think maybe not. he was just acting weird. But yeah, probably, so yeah, I probably started acting different. Arnie later returns to the rental property against the advice of the Warrens to examine the well where the demon or demons were known to hang out, which I don't even... Their hangout on. spot. It says they housed the... <laughs> <laughs> the 43 of them. I know. Discussing <laughs> who they're going to go to next. <laughs> oh, my God. They must have been going through real hard times before three of them share one well. For real. Share one host. Oh, my God. They're fighting. It's like, you know when people have, like, 24 altars and they're all fighting for the light? No wonder why they were so angry. For real. Anyway, it was at this moment that Arnie allegedly makes contact with the demon and becomes possessed. Which is confusing to me because supposedly he got transferred the devils from David, but then in another stories, which a lot of them say the same exact thing happened, that he goes to the well and makes eye contact with this thing, and then he becomes possessed. So I don't know. Which one is it? No idea. No one knows. No one fucking knows. But, okay, so then Arnie starts to exhibit more signs of possession, which, again, they did not really explain. Uh, He allegedly falls from a tree while working as a tree surgeon. Uh, Apparently, that's because he was possessed. Who knows? Maybe he was clumsy. But Mm -hmm. according to everybody else, it's because he was possessed. Yep. In, excuse me, early stages of possession. Yeah, sorry. Early stages. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then according to Debbie, he would howl. Oh, howl. <laughs> <laughs> he was howling at night. <laughs> he may have howled. We're not sure. But he would hallucinate and growl. So what happened right. there was I, I used the H from hallucinate and then <laughs> and growl. growl. Put it together, howl. <laughs> All right, but really, it's the 80s. Youth drug use was a big issue. Could he have been hallucinating mm. off of drugs? It could have been. And you know what? That's and interesting that you... That's very interesting you say that because there was another story. I cannot remember which one it was right now at this moment, but it involved the warrants as well. And it was a family coming out saying that they made up a whole story <gasps> about their possession or whatever when really there were a bunch of alcoholics and using drugs. Ooh. Oh my and god, that was a big thing. Happened. That was a big thing that came out because apparently Crack the Warrens Coke was big in the 80s. The Warrens were known for fabricating stories and then preying on people that weren't actually possessed because possession is probably not real. But yeah. Again, I could go on forever about how much I don't like the Warrens. But that's not I what like them. About. They're interesting. Uh. I like their stories. They have good stories. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> I was defending them with my life because they're they're making me say all this. Right? I'm Are a you part possessed? of it? I'm a part of it. Are you getting like royalties from their books or something? The warrants are real. Oh <laughs> Stories God. are real. I was a victim. So, so the circumstances around the murder are hazy. We don't really know why Arnie murdered his landlord, who was also supposedly his friend because apparently Arnie, Debbie, and Alan Bono would hang out together and they actually had just gotten back from an outing or again, the what exactly they were doing they while they were out is conflicting. I heard lunch. they went to a pizza parlor. parlor. Yeah, I heard Bono had invited them like like it, Arnie and his I can't remember, a little family member of his. Yeah, there was Debbie. other people there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, supposedly he got like drunk got mm-hmm. back. He was like you know, just you go on. You can explain it. I think he was, like, grabbing her. I kept that part yeah. out because I didn't really care. He, I know like, grabbed her. <laughs> he grabbed her, and, like, he was being boisterous and, like, you know, kind of scaring the kids. Mm-hmm. I think what really set Arnie off is when Arnold had grabbed Debbie. Like, I don't know what was going on, but mm-hmm. it got heated. And I think, honestly, I think it was a form of self-defense. Like, well, defending um, Debbie. I don't know. I don't really know. Um, like 22 times <laughs> well i don't know if he actually stabbed him 22 times that was in the movie yeah because again articles. i couldn't find yeah i couldn't find like the specifics on the actual crime yeah. some just say 20 plus times some say just many times yeah. yeah so then right so the story about what happened leading up to the actual murder again depends on who you ask in some of them, I read it was just the three of them. Some of them said there was other family members, but they were young, like younger mm-hmm. girls, either a cousin or a little sister of someone. I don't yeah. even fully know, but there was supposedly some type of altercation where Arnie and Alan are arguing. Mm-hmm. And then again, some of the stories are saying, was it alcohol or drug related? Was yeah. it a jealousy thing? Like, was Alan having something going on with Debbie that made Arnie upset or was it the possession or what if it was all three? Oh my god the possession in there too the possession the alcohol and the jealousy if I was defending Arnie as like 
a lawyer, I'd be like, oh my God, he was so drunk and he was defending Debbie that it didn't really register what he was doing. And that's why he stabbed her 22 times or stabbed him 22 times. Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know if that would hold up. Okay, so it could have been alcohol, jealousy, possession, who knows? We don't really know for sure. But Arnie, Debbie, and the Warrens maintain that it was demonic possession. That's it. That's their only story. They have never strayed from it. Uh, Apparently, I don't remember who now, uh, somebody in the Glatzel family came out and tried, I think, filed a lawsuit against the Warrens saying that they made that shit up. Were lie detectors get... a thing back then? Yeah, but lie detectors aren't like fucking real, okay? Well, you can you can lie to yourself so much that you can believe something. That's why they don't hold up in court. But yeah, so that's why I'm not like really too big on the lie detector thing. But anyway, regardless of the motive, <laughs> really, regardless of why it happened, Arnie Cheyenne Johnson definitely got away with murder. Yeah, he definitely brutally murdered someone, and he. It, he spent what five years in prison they let him go because he was a good inmate or good what is it good he was behavior? a good god-loving christian no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding oh my god i don't fucking know but uh, let's see okay so that was basically our little take on the crime and what happened there now we're gonna get into the movie our favorite part here's a brief summary of the movie if you haven't seen it oh i guess we should say Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. I mean, the movie's been out for like, I don't even know, I don't know, a month, It's two been months. out for a long time. If you haven't seen it already, come on now. What are you doing? Come on now. Get on it. Okay, so <laughs> here's my brief summary of the movie. This movie was definitely more of a horror love story, which made me wonder, actually, I meant to tell you, that it made me wonder if the other Conjuring movies were the same and I just overlooked it. Like so what, between Ed and Yes. Blank? It's like a horror love story. It's like a love story movie, but it's scary. Yes, it's intended yeah. to be scary. I've actually only so, seen one horror romance film. Which one? Well, I it? guess two now. Crimson's Peak. I haven't seen that. Well, anyway, I need to rewatch the Conjuring movies to see if this is true. But yeah. essentially, the movie is centered around Ed and Lowe working to find a way to prove Arnie's innocence as he's put on trial for brutally murdering his landlord while he was possessed. In addition to the crime that we just went over, the film also added another crime that was committed in a very similar fashion, only this time it involved two young women, and both the cases in the movie were where the victim was stabbed 22 times, so they tried to do that little continuity Mm -hmm. thing there. Uh, The film strays miles from the truth at it depicts the antagonist not as a demon but as a very thin old witchy woman doing witchy shit to summon a demon i didn't really ever understand what her deal was i think it was a curse it was a curse but why hold on we'll get to it so then (laughs) ultimately ed and lo use the power of their love to defeat the and free arnie it was the power of their love. That's the power of love. Can you imagine? It was just their love that freed him. I think it was. It was so stupid. I hated that. Anyway, yeah. let's trash the shit out of this movie. <laughs> let's get no, into I'm just it. kidding. I liked it. Me too. Uh, so we're just going to go over some of our favorite things, scenes, yada, 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 from The Conjuring. I tried to make it like a cute, uh, what is this called? An acronym? 
but it's so stupid. The Conjuring Three, T D M M D I. The devil made me do it. Um. So, in this movie, there were some nods to other horror films, which I really liked, especially in the beginning. You'll see when Father Gordon arrives at the house, it looks almost exactly like that scene from The Exorcist when The Exorcist arrives. And you'll actually see the cover of the movie, The Exorcist, is that priest kind of standing in front of the house, all like spooky looking. I'm going to put these pictures on our Instagram because absolutely, oh my God, I loved it. When I saw it, I was like, that looks familiar. (laughs) And then after I saw it like five times, I was like, I know where the fuck that's from. (laughs) Because also shortly after this to way in the beginning of the movie, David pajamas look almost exactly like Reagan's pajamas from The Exorcist. They're blue that they're little light blue with little spots on them. I don't even know. Yeah, little design. And they looked, again, almost exactly the same. And then even like the contorting, the way the face is all fucked up. uh, It just was so similar to The Exorcist and I really love that because that's, hello, classic demonic possession movie. And I just really love that they added that into there. Also, side note, if you've seen the movie, obviously you saw the beginning where David is like fucking a human pretzel. He's like (laughs) twisting all over the place. It was not CGI. They got this real deal little contortionist girl. (laughs) That was real. Like she was twisted all over the place. That's crazy. How do you learn that you can do that? (laughs) Like what are you doing to figure that out? I don't know, but apparently she could contort all those ways, and all they did was, was like, face swap. Yeah, they changed the faces. Ooh, that looks so painful, too. I know. Um, Another great scene (laughs) that I found on accident is, so shortly after the demon is transferred (laughs) into Arnie, you, uh, there's a scene where they're waking up kind of in their little home, Debbie and Arnie. And I was actually making fun of the bookshelf that they had, which is cinder blocks and plywood. <laughs> and I was watching it with Alani at the theater. And I was like, look at their fucking bookshelf. And she was like, oh, my God, Valak. I thought that's what she was pointing out. She was like, like point. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really hear her over the music. And I like I heard you say something about like the shelf. And I looked at the shelf and I see like this little like tiny little toy of Valak. And I was like, Valak. And you're like what i know i fucking lost my mind uh if you're if you're not a conjuring fan valak is the nun Mm -hmm. that is almost like the antagonist in a lot of the movies like they really played the shit out of valak Mm -hmm. (laughs) they overused valak (laughs) but you'll see yeah she is valak a girl uh yeah she's a nun okay so only girls can be nuns well and christian or catholic oh, wait maybe they can't only <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they're like mother or sister you know okay whatever sexist oh, no. so hey. if you look on the bookshelf <laughs> during that scene you'll see a tiny little valak inside one of the cinder blocks and it's just <laughs> so cute. i don't want that i know the little valak there's a lot of valak easter eggs like even on the shelves that spell out her name oh Not my god film. i know i want to go over that that i love yeah but you know what james wan i think was that the director Oh, I'm not. He sure. wasn't the director in this. Th- so in this Conjuring, they got a different director. It mm-hmm. was a director from La Llorona, which is apparently a part of the Conjurers, which I did not know. 
Um, so they didn't have the same director in this movie as the other Conjuring films, but he definitely tried to keep like the same, like the same vibe and kind of yeah. like the same um, essence as the other Conjuring movies. But James Wan, which I'm pretty sure that's his name, I'm not sure, don't quote me. He <laughs> likes to put a lot of Easter eggs. Like even in Insidious, he did Insidious also. And oh, he did? He, yes, he did Insidious, which also used Patrick. <laughs> what's this guy's name? Patrick. Oh Patrick Wilson. He also I used Patrick Wilson. <laughs> and you'll see like uh, behind him in his classroom, there's like the Saw face, the guy from Saw, because he also did Saw. He loves Wait. Easter eggs, and I fucking love that. Which Insidious? I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Maybe the first one. I think. Oh, I've and only Patrick seen part Wilson's. Two. What the fuck? Chapter two, like five. They times. all go together. <laughs> Oops. I'm not doing this. Whatever. <laughs> Oops. We'll, we'll do Insidious <laughs> another time. But I fucking love Insidious. So, another great scene that I really loved. They played Blondie. Call me. I fucking love that song. Uh, so yeah, Ed wakes up because apparently he has a heart attack because David punched him in the heart and he was like, I'll stop your heart, old man. <laughs> I wish I could he go like bully. as low. I know. I'll stop your heart, old man. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was convincing. So Ed has a heart attack in the film and he wakes up in the hospital and he's like, <gasps> It's got Arnie, which I don't know how they didn't, the rest of the people didn't pick this up. He literally was like, take me. And then Arnie got better, but whatever. Yeah. Or so, no, David got better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then Lorraine is frantically trying to call them to warn them that Arnie is possessed. But they changed Alan Bono's name in the movie to Bruno. I don't even fucking remember what his name was, but they were blasting call me by blondie on the radio and i really loved it and i tried so hard to find a meaning <laughs> for this song in the film because it comes up again later but i i can't i think it was just a good song yeah and it just says like i know who you are and i was really trying to make something out of it but no i, I just feel like song. that can be foreshadowing i know who you are or like it can be like okay he has kind 43 dollars in him <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> um, another cool thing in the movie was the lawyer. So in real life, the lawyer, Martin Manila, was obviously, it was a guy, not a woman. But I think what happened was they had too many guys mm-hmm. in the movie. So they needed to throw a lady in there. But I really like the scene where Ed is trying to convince her that they can use demonic possession as a plea for him not being guilty and um she's you know she's like no way that's bullshit they invite her to dinner and (laughs) the scene right after that when they show her in the courtroom like shook the fuck up like she saw (laughs) ghosts or who knows they probably went showed her annabelle Annabelle, yeah Mm -hmm. but yeah they made an effort to like put the cross on the outside of her shirt her cross necklace and I just thought that that was hilarious that they went that extreme not that it was extreme but like that little Mm -hmm. tiny detail I thought was cute uh another great scene in the movie when that prisoner sits up in the bed and he starts reciting the lyrics for from call me by blondie okay not a lot of this movie wasn't that scary to me but that scene I did not like it. Really? 
I was shook because it's like in a dark um kind of prison. It yeah. looks like a like what is this like an infirmary in a prison like this? It, no, it's where they slept. No, was remember it? all their beds? No, yeah. he's he's like hooked up to an IV bag. I see oh, it right here. There's probably something wrong with him, but there was a lineup <laughs> of beds. <laughs> no, but I think it's like a a place like a. Oh, that's like when he, you're sick, oh, you maybe, see the maybe. nurse. So, yeah, look at what he's wearing. Yeah, Arnie's like mopping in the dark. I don't know why yeah. they do everything in the fucking dark. Well, that he's trying to sleep. He can't have oh, a light yeah. on while he's sleeping. First of all, why is he mopping at whatever hour it is? Who knows? He's a prisoner. So the he's mopping, right? <laughs> then he like, I don't know. I think he like his bucket gets tossed or something. And he's like paying attention over there. And this guy fucking sits up and he's like, color me or color or whatever the fuck he's saying but he starts reciting <laughs> the song and he's not saying it in a singing way yeah i know and i was thrown off because i was like what the fuck is this guy saying yeah I again i miss like i miss so much shit in these movies like tara pointed it out to me she's like oh, he's singing blondie and i was like what? well look what this happened in 1981 right that song came out in 1980. Yeah. So it might have been trending. That's why everyone. No, I know. <laughs> that's what I. I know. That's what I figured too. Because maybe that was just heavy on his brain while he was trying to fall asleep, and like he just had enough. <laughs> he got to resist, and he got up and he started singing it. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to do that. Like you can get that like bug in your ear, like or yeah. like, earworm. What's it called? Yeah, Something. Something <laughs> A like song that. gets stuck in your head, and then you just have to sing it or like play it, whatever. Yeah. Oh, another iconic scene. It's like our favorite. I love this scene. Arnie is in the solitary confinement because he's on like suicide watch. He takes a bottle of holy water and he draws a circle around him with the holy water. And I'm just like, how I didn't know holy water worked that way. I've heard of salt circles, never heard of a holy. He would have been better drinking the holy water, if anything. I wonder what holy water water. tastes like. It's just water. it's just water. It's just blessed water. Yeah. No. Yes, it is. It's, it's got shit is... in it. It's no, got it shit doesn't. in it. Not like actual shit. It's got stuff in it. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought there was actually poop in it. You're <laughs> <laughs> stuff in holy water. How do holy they make it water? Holy water is water that has been blessed by a member of the clergy or a religious figure. That's it. It's just regular water. Yeah. Okay. It just looks like it's different because, like, obviously in movies and they're like blasting it everywhere. It's like okay, sizzling. so all right, holy water. Okay, moving on. I'm not gonna bless the go water. <laughs> so then again, the part that makes zero absolutely zero sense to me in the movie is the curse. Yeah, that was all over the so, place. So the curse in the movie is that witchy lady is apparently targeting these people specifically to summon a demon. A demon. I, that's I the part I don't get. Was she summoning a demon or was I she just she trying was to do a, a demon? I don't know what she was doing. We don't fucking know. It didn't make sense to me. Yeah. But the curse was it required three sacrifices mm-hmm. uh, the child, yeah. the lover, and the man of God. So the child in this curse would have been David, mm-hmm. but then David passes it on to Arnie. So then that's why she's like, going in after arnie because i guess it still mm-hmm. counts even though it's not what it was yeah she was sense. puppeteering him she was but yeah. it doesn't even make sense if the curse was to use a child arnie is not a child yeah and yeah so then yeah the lover which i say it's jessica the one girl that mm-hmm. stabs the other one 22 times 
Yeah, I that's think she's the too. lover. Because I read another article saying that Jessica was the child, but I don't think she was a child because she was already in college. And also, you know, we saw together and I feel like those two girls were definitely in love with each other. Yeah, that's what I got too <laughs> when I was watching it. Like they were meeting each other in the woods, giving each other bracelets. Like, come on now. Yeah, but if you wanted to pin it on her being a child, because I don't know, if you want to say her being a child, it could have also been Arnie as a lover because what he, he was in love with his De- with Debbie. But I still think the lover is Jessica. But I'm just like saying from both point of views. I would agree. Yes. Yeah, because I wouldn't say Jessica's a child. Jessica's yeah, in college. Jessica was definitely the lover. She was well, same. She had to be like around the same age as Lauren. Probably. You're in yeah. college. Yeah, I don't. I, I think it's David. I mean, David then Arnie, the child. Yeah. The lover is Jessica. The man of mm-hmm. God is Ed. Yeah. Also, it went in order like that. Did it? Like it showed. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. When they were talking about it. They showed it in that order. And the, obviously, the right. man of God was last, which is why they showed that. And then before that, they showed the lover. And then before that, we were, we were introduced to David and then Arnie. Yes. So we were right, basically. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, I put a note in here that all the priests suck in this movie because Ed and Lorraine <laughs> are the superstars as usual. <laughs> so some of my favorite parts of the movie, oh, my fucking God, in the beginning where they had that sh- that scene over top of the shower when David runs to the bathroom and then the shower knob starts turning and it's mm-hmm. just fucking blood. Yeah, that was great. Straight scene. up blood. That reminded me of It, the original It. Really? The good one. Remember all the blood in the bathroom and the dad couldn't see it? Well, actually- and She was like, yeah. blood everywhere covered in blood and she was like laying there crying and he's like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> I did not think of that at all. When I saw that scene, I thought of The Shining. Remember when all the blood rushed out? Another great movie. Yeah, our minds straight differently. Clearly, have a better taste in film. Um, <laughs> it was a good movie also. Mm. Uh, I went there because it was a child covered in blood. So Yeah, gone. Mm. Yeah, that, that, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of The Shining, you know that I think they got, I think The Conjuring got in trouble because, you know, when Ed is going around with that sledgehammer chasing oh. Lorraine and he kind of looked yeah. like um like, yeah, the, the guy yeah. from The Shining. Yes. Yeah. I think I read somewhere they got in trouble for that because it was so close to that same walk Jack Nicholson was doing yeah. in The Shining. Well, he can't have a limp. He just had a heart attack. Don't get me started. I'm yeah, he needed a cane. Come on now. Yeah, maybe that's how they maybe that's how they weaseled their yeah. way out of that one. But I <laughs> honestly think they were just trying to do another nod yeah. to a great horror film. They mm-hmm. should just give it credit. I don't know. I don't understand the workings of that. But mm-hmm. I think probably my second favorite scene in the movie is when Arnie is walking down the street and the police like pulls up and he's like, Are you okay? And then he turns around and he's like, I think I hurt somebody. Yeah, I like, love that scene. <laughs> blood. I love it. He did it. that so well, though. He said it so, like, you know, like, you can really see his character snapping into oh it. Oh, my like, God. Kind they, of, like, silently yes. freaking out in his own ma- mind as he's seeing, like, blood over his hands. Like, whose blood is it? Like, they you know, really he just did. snapped out of it. That was a I, really good scene. I, I think the acting in this movie was great. Yeah, it was. Especially really David, the little boy. Yes. Oh, my God. He did oh great. He was so fucking cute, too. I know. I know. He was adorable. I love that little boy. And then my all-time favorite <laughs> scene. <laughs> my all-time favorite scene, not just because it's hilarious, but it, I thought it was a really interesting mm-hmm. scene in the movie. So as you know, Lorraine has 
psychic powers or clairvoyant powers. Mm-hmm. And um, they are helping the police in exchange for more information to help them help Arnie. And they're taken to a scene of a crime. And Lorraine gets like mm-hmm. shifted into kind of, I guess, the night the crime happened. Mm-hmm. And she kind of is acting like the girl that killed the other one and she is stabbing the fucking ground like it in her vision she's the girl and she's got the knife in her hand but what everybody else sees is (laughs) lorraine in broad daylight stabbing an invisible person with an invisible knife (laughs) oh my fucking god dude that scene had me cracking i know they were dying of laughter on set (laughs) i was fucking cracking up I love that scene. Now, some of my favorites. I have a few. Obviously, uh, taking a really good first number one is the part where <laughs> Arnie surrounds himself in the circle of holy water. Only that is my favorite solely because of the position he was sitting in. It was very funny in his toes. <laughs> like, oh hilarious. my God. It looked like he only had two toes. It looked like he only had two toes. So funny. Okay. Also, um, the part where the witch dies because you can so up like when it's contorting and falling mm-hmm. back when it finally collapses on the ground, you can just tell it's a stunt doll and like the way it crumbled was really funny and like it bounced yeah. off the ground. <laughs> but into the more serious stuff, I really like the part that was like most realistic to the actual story, which is the scene of Arnie going to court. Like, if you've seen the pictures of like Arnie actually coming out of mm-hmm. that back of that oh, band, yeah, true. They did that really good. They did like do a good part. job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Also, I really, really like my favorite. Actually, this is number one. My favorite part was when Ed's talking to the lawyer and he goes, the court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. That was a really good one because it's true because she was saying how they can't accept it. That's not mm-hmm. real. They have no evidence. But you accept it all the time whenever you're swearing that you're going to tell the yeah. truth. I have an interesting um, thing for you on that. So I actually read the newspaper article when that was quoted and Ed didn't say that what the lawyer says it the lawyer said that mm-hmm. the lawyer said it and duh ed gave it to himself in the movie wow <laughs> well that would that seems kind of weird because she was or he was against it the lawyer right i don't know that was a really good um it was i that thing. was a good argument it really yeah, that was. was good I can't, it kind of sucks that they didn't they weren't able to hold that up in court but my last it? one yeah well no it's a good one though like you can't that's like you're contradicting you're being a hypocrite because yeah, you're like I oh we can't true. accept that but if you if you lie with your hand on the bible you're gonna get in so much trouble but um <laughs> she's passionate I, about this <laughs> yeah i'm not passionate i just liked it um but also i really really liked how lorraine had ed's pills in her necklace because like it was like oh my god he's having a heart attack and it's like popped it open it's in there like at the fucking end of the movie that shit made me say oh my god i fucking hate that i hate that part what a what a nice rom-com moment (laughs) yeah it's like the power of fucking love i know i hated that part it's so stupid always kept them ever since he had that that last time he didn't bring it she always kept them oh i know that was good fucking heart attack (laughs) (laughs) i know good on lorraine because ed would have fucking died yep it would have been done oh my god well that was good i think this is like the longest episode we've ever done yeah that was a really long one felt like the longest one um that was fun 
it made me really want to go back and rewatch the other Conjuring movies and mm-hmm. see what they're they come up with. Oh my god, especially the all the Easter eggs. Oh yeah, I fucking love the Easter eggs. I love. So, I was gonna get into how I don't believe in demonic possession, but honestly, I think we could do that on a separate segment. Yeah, because I don't even know. One. I don't even know how much longer Zoom is gonna let us keep recording. Oh, so. <gasps> We'll get into that later, but we just want to say thank you so much for listening, for supporting, and Alani is going <laughs> to tell you where to find us. <laughs> now, our Instagram is High Vibes Studios, and wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find us at High Vibes, or you can even email us with anything that you want to say, anything you want to add, <laughs> at studio at gmail.com. Thanks a lot, guys. This was fun. We're going to do this again soon. Yep. Good night. (laughs) Peace.